important for us to acknowledge domestic violence is not gender or race specific. It is a widespread problem that is devastating to our community in ways we do not expect. For those unaware, coercive control is a pattern of behaviors that enables someone to exert power over another person through fear and control. Coercive control can happen in any type of intimate relationship and includes behaviors such as insulting the other person, making threats, exerting financial control, and using sexual coercion, which is also rape. Coercive control is often referred to as gaslighting, and the domestic violence hotline determined several years ago gaslighting is emotional abuse and classified as domestic violence. If you are not trauma-informed, reactive abuse response from coercive control will often look like the victim is the aggressor. In reality, the victim has been abused to their breaking point where they can no longer hold in their emotions. To the outside world, they will see the true victim acting irrationally, while the real perpetrator appears to remain calm and very calculated with their words in an effort to manipulate bystanders and law enforcement who didn't see the abusive behaviors of coercive control that led up to the victim's response. In an effort to bring awareness to the dangers of coercive control, a petition has been created demanding that the U.S. Congress pass victim-focused legislation by mandating all first responders, including police officers and detectives, as well as judges, attorneys, therapists, doctors and nurses, and teachers are trauma-informed and properly trained to look for signs of coercive control behaviors that are demonstrated by both the victims and the perpetrators. This legislation will also give law enforcement and judges the authority to take necessary action to detain and or restrain the perpetrator, even if there are no signs of physical injury. While California, Connecticut, and Hawaii all recently passed coercive control laws, it only applies to family court. The police will not respond to complaints of abuse through coercive control because it is considered a civil matter. Even though coercive control is known by most people in positions of authority to be a big part of the abuse cycle in domestic violence situations, there are no enforceable laws in place that give police officers or judges the authority to act on these types of complaints. In most cases of domestic violence, it is not until the victim is either beaten within two inches of their life or six feet under when law enforcement has the authority to step in. This is to no fault of the police officers. Their hands are tied due to poorly written legislation by politicians. The majority of domestic violence legislation passed when applied in law, more often than not results in protecting the perpetrator and re-traumatizes the victim. On the rare event, domestic violence cases are prosecuted. The legal outcomes are often in favor of the perpetrators. This happens because the subjective wording in the legislation that creates loopholes in the laws enabling perpetrator protection outcomes through the court system. To add insult to injury, perpetrator rehabilitation programs in most cases receive more than double the funding over domestic violence victim programs for services like job placement and housing. Less than 5% of reported domestic violence cases are prosecuted by district attorneys. And in less than 2% of those cases, there is a conviction. Also, Less than 10% of reported domestic violence cases turn out to be false allegations. In addition to these alarming statistics, the last several mass shootings we have had in the United States, the perpetrator has had a history of domestic violence. It's clear the legislation we have in place for domestic violence victims 
lacks perpetrator accountability that has a devastating ripple effect on our communities. It is long overdue to hold the politicians responsible and accountable for victim-focused outcome legislation.